Hey y'all, thanks again for tuning in to Whatever the Weather. We've actually got a mini episode here for you in between our main episodes. Uh, This in the wake of the devastating tornadoes that ripped across parts of the southeastern portion of the United States, particularly in Alabama and Georgia. Unfortunately, 23 lives were lost due to a devastating tornado that went through Lee County. Most lives lost from a tornado, a single tornado, since 2013. So Katie and I just wanted to give you uh, an update, what happened, how that tornado formed, and if there are any ways that we can get better as meteorologists to give out watches and warnings, and any ways that as viewers and listeners uh, and general consumers that we can keep ourselves safe in tornadic events. So here we go. This is a mini episode, a weather roundup of the Lee County tornado. back to whatever the weather. Uh, This is an interesting episode. We're going to call these kinds of episodes weather roundups. And basically uh, what we'll do is if weather makes national news, we'll try to make a podcast, a short podcast about this. Uh, And weather has been making the national news over the last about five days or so, Mm -hmm. Uh, particularly a EF4 tornado, which unfortunately killed Uh, 23 people across parts of eastern Alabama and western Georgia. Crazy. Very crazy. And uh, in fact, this many fatalities that happened from a tornado, one single tornado event, has not happened since 2013 when the Moore, Oklahoma tornado uh, blew through Moore, Oklahoma and unfortunately went over school, killing a lot of people as well, unfortunately children. And children, uh, unfortunately, were killed in this uh, tornado as well. And so Katie and I just kind of wanted to talk about the setup, what happened, uh, and especially why this tornado proved to be uh, so deadly. And what's crazy, just for perspective, is just from this one tornado, the number of fatalities, that was more people that died from tornadoes in all of 2018 and 2017 combined yeah so it's been it's been kind of quiet the past few years we did have the big oklahoma tornado in 2013 um, and then another big outbreak in alabama in 2011 Uh, but since then it's been a a, kind of quiet there have been some big tornadoes you know and nowadays it's like we see a lot of videos of tornadoes on the news. If there's one that, you know, somebody can pull out a cell phone and send in the video, you may see it on the news. But to have this high a number of fatalities from one storm was really shocking. All right, and the setup was a cold front was working its way across uh, the southeastern mm-hmm. uh, portion of the United States. In fact, here in San Antonio, we got really cold air, got down to freezing, but that's all we got. So that front set up a line of storms with a couple of what we call discrete thunderstorms right ahead of that line which Mm -hmm. are storms that come before the line and those typically are stronger and those produced a lot of tornadoes right katie yes they did so we've got yeah so over the southeast we have this low pressure system it's cold front there was also a warm front attached to it as well and so that started to move across the southeastern states like alabama so on the south side of that warm front there are extremely warm and extremely humid. So that's one ingredient you need for severe weather. And then they also had a lot of shear in place that day. And if you listen to the El Nino episode, we talked about shear. So that's a change in wind direction with height. And there was just a crazy amount of shear in place that day. And that's really a very good setup to have severe weather, but also rotating supercells, which is what produce these tornadoes. Shear is what creates the spin. Yeah, so we have 
that cold front still back to the west a little bit and then these because of all that shear those discrete cells that Sarah was talking about are able to start to rotate and that's what produced all of these tornadoes and we have some radar images we'll make another instagram post for this podcast as well so you can go back and reference these uh, radar images because it's very easy to see these these smaller little cells if you're under it it's a massive storm but on yeah. this particular radar view kind of these individual little thunderstorm cells out in front of the bigger line of rain but it's those individual cells that produced these very strong long track tornadoes. Right, and when we say long track tornadoes, we mean tornadoes that don't just touch down and go back up into the cloud, they stay on the ground for a while. And correct me if I'm wrong, Katie, there were there was more tornadoes than just that one tornado that uh, brought 23 fatalities, right? Oh yeah, so there were tornadoes reported across Alabama, Georgia, I believe, and in, even into a portion of, of the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the really, the one that produced the fatalities and a couple of other stronger ones occurred in the central Alabama area. So that's kind of the area we'll focus on. The National Weather Service office in that part of the state is out of Birmingham. And they've done a really good job of, you know, their first job after something like this happens is to send survey teams out of their meteorologists to go and they've got to physically get out and walk around in the damage because that's how they rate the tornadoes based on what kind of damage they can assess mm -hmm. that's how these tornadoes are given a ranking on the enhanced fujita scale or the ef scale so they had to go out and do all of that but they combed through all the damage in the tracks and figured out that there were six tornadoes okay. in their area just alone. But then you go into Georgia and some of the other states and there were many more than that. Um, but that was the area where this long track deadly tornado was. There was an EF4 on the enhanced Fujita scale and on top of the 23 fatalities, 90 injuries. Which is incredible. 90 injuries, 23 fatalities, and an EF4 tornado. You were just talking about how uh, the National Weather Service out of Birmingham did some surveying of the damage, mm -hmm. and they determ determined that up to 170 mile per hour wind speeds lasted for about 24 miles, That's which is an incredibly long distance. Now, there was a distance from uh, parts of uh, Alabama in Lee County mm -hmm. all the way out to Talbotton, Georgia, which is just right across the state line. Mm -hmm. And the tornado itself tracked for 60 miles, but it gained that EF4 strength for about 24 miles. And a lot of people have been asking, okay, well, why did so many people die? The, the incredible thing is that the National Weather Service and the Storm Prediction Center, the SPC, mm -hmm. gave ample warning for the possibility for tornadoes. In fact, there was uh, an enhanced risk for tornadoes more than, tw uh, uh, more than several hours before, mm -hmm. and an enhanced risk is a scale as a three on a scale of one to five for the potential mm -hmm. for severe weather. Do you have more information about that? We do, we have some of the Storm Prediction Center outlooks cool. for that day. So we've got the overall convective outlook, which covers thunderstorms, the possibility for thunderstorms. There was an enhanced risk, and they had- I um, have to say too that that enhanced risk was centered right on Lee County in that Alabama-Georgia line, so that was dead on. Yeah, that area was, I mean, they were focused in on that from the start of the day, which is which is very good, and that's incredible yeah. in itself that forecasting has come so far. So when we talk about these SPC outlooks, we have the overall outlook, and then um, day of, they will break it down by tornado risk, hail, risk and wind 
risk. So the tornado risk for that day, pretty much the same area, and another little bullseye over top of it where, okay, this is the highest probability of tornadoes, and they also had this a, under a hatched area. And so, if you look at the map, there's little hatches, like little marks. Yes, and when you see these hatched areas, whether it be for hail, wind, tornadoes, it, it gets your attention because um, what this means is that there's a 10% or greater probability of EF2 to EF5 tornadoes within 25 miles any point in that hatched area. So that means we're not only talking tornadoes, we're talking stronger tornadoes, so right. EF2 and above. And that was the same area. I mean, they were honed in on this. So it was well forecast. It was well advertised, as we would say, yeah. in TV. Those meteorologists had been talking about it. Right, and the thing too, Katie, is that uh, this storm was also well warned mm -hmm. in time. Now tornadoes are interesting because we can't say exactly where a tornado is going to be, when a tornado is going to be there. As a meteorologist, we literally have to watch the radar mm -hmm. and as soon as we notice that there is the possibility of a tornado, that's when you put the warning out. So on a good good warned system, you may get only about 10 to 30 minutes of warning mm -hmm. because that's typically you know, all that you would need in order to get to your safe place. And people in uh, Lee County were given about a 10 minute advance on the warning uh, and out toward Columbus about a 30 minute advance on the warning. And so the warning was there. Again, the question is, then why did so many people pass away? And the unfortunate thing is, is that a lot of people during uh, events like storms and stuff like that. Uh, the tornado sirens are not reliable mm -hmm. because the electricity goes out. Also, you know, people don't have their TV turned on when the electricity is out. Yeah. There are automatic warnings that go to your cell phone when you're under a tornado warning, but oftentimes people turn those off. Mm -hmm. And so as meteorologists, we have got to find a better way, I think, to get the information out there because the information was there. Mm -hmm. It's just about finding that solution there. And unfortunately, we just don't have the answers for that. We're at, we, what was really kind of frustrating to me, and I can't imagine how the meteorologists in that area feel. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was sad and like upset and couldn't figure out why it happened. And it's not even our area, yeah. right? So you can only imagine how they feel. And it's frustrating because with as good as forecasting has gotten, still has a long way to go for sure. But with as good as forecasting has gotten when it when it comes to things like these when it comes to severe weather um, all the products that we have all the radar products that we have at our disposal that we can show on tv it's frustrating that still this many people lost their lives and yeah, yeah. it feels like there's so, there's got to be something it's, we can it's do it's really sad and right now i'm sure there are tons of meteorologists at the storm prediction center at the national weather service trying to figure out an answer to that another reason why so many people passed away is the infrastructure mm -hmm. in that area is not prepared for tornadoes. There's a lot of mobile homes out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and also it's an area that's growing in population. And so mm -hmm. it's really becoming, you know, a thing that people may have to start thinking about investing in uh, local storm shelters, yeah. community storm shelters. So again, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody involved. Uh, their families and lives forever changed. And I do want to give a, a shout out. I've been watching some of the coverage out of the local stations there. Yeah. 
it, it was amazing. It's, it's something that meteorologists from any city across the country can watch and learn from because they did such a great job, those television meteorologists, of you know breaking down what was happening. The, their main goal was trying to give as much lead time as possible. Yeah. Um, they were they were calm. Uh -huh. It was it was really cool to see. They did a incredible they to did, watch that. They did a fantastic job, and it's kind of a learning. It's a learning thing for not only meteorologists, I think, but also the public because going back really quickly to the infrastructure thing, I'm, we're not picking on mobile homes. No, not at because all. Because even the homes on foundations gone. Right. It didn't right. it didn't matter. It yeah. didn't it didn't matter. But it's it's like, yeah, if you you know, if you're in a mobile home, it's like we've gotta find or, or any type of structure, we've gotta find a way to get underground maybe. Yeah. And so this is I think, you know, just another teaching moment, something that that we can maybe try to grow from as a weather community. Definitely, definitely. So uh, this has been a weather roundup. And again, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody affected by this uh, storm. And unfortunately, again, 23 fatalities. We'll continue to do these weather roundups mm -hmm. uh, if anything else pops up in the news. Thanks, guys. Bye.